When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Do five years of this and be a millionaire and go on, do what I want to do, have kids, go live my chip and joy in the game's life out here in Texas or struggle for next week. The choice is yours. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Your boy, David Bella, one-fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance, checking in with my co-hosts. Fellas, how y'all feeling? What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Jalen, another quarter of the Black Wealth Renaissance. Feeling great today. Checking in on this lovely Saturday, man. Can't wait to get this show started. Jared, how you living, bro? What's good? I'm chilling, man. It's your boy Jared, another fourth of the Black Wolf Renaissance. I can't complain, man. I'm enjoying my Saturday, you know, getting some work done and stuff. Ready to get into this interesting podcast, man. This is going to be real cool. Yeah, I'm ready to see cool. what our guests got to talk about today. Man, this brother here, man, y'all was putting me on game by this man's earlier today. And dog, I was just like, dog, these niggas is more exclusive than Supreme. Like, <laughs> I ain't never heard of nothing like this. Like, Man, it, I was really just hyped for this episode. So, y'all, without further ado, we're going to bring on our guest, man. Good brother out of Kansas City. He living in Denver now. Reese, the founder of Hypernova uh, Group. Reese, how you doing, bro? 
Glad to be here. You know what I'm saying? Ready to give y'all some game. Ready to give y'all listeners some game. You know what I'm saying? For sure. For sure. Well, we glad to have you on, bro. We so happy that you could come on and join us with the pod today. So, Reese, man, to get it started, uh, we know you out here killing it in the resale game. We want to know, like, how you got started in this? Like, what was your beginning to this flipping game? Yeah. So, uh, for me, uh, always came down to having a love for shoes, right? Like, that's where it started for me. Um, I would say I've been reselling, in general reselling, about 10 or 11 years. And then I started with just, like, buying two pairs of Jordan 11s, like Space Jams or whatever, flip one, make some profit, and keep the other one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it started there, and then um, just over time, you know, grabbing the right shoes, you know, getting lucky a whole bunch of times on some really good ones. And then, you know, I got frustrated about not being able to cop because of bots and all that. So then I taught myself all the things that, you know what I'm saying, go with that. And then I pretty much just jumped in that world. Man, not being able to cop because of bots is tragic, bro. Like, that sounds familiar, right? (laughs) No, like for real though, bro. Like, but before we even deep dive into like the bots and everything for the audience, that's not really too familiar with the reselling industry. I know you just said, you know, you would buy shoes and everything like that. Can you just kind of explain like the whole resale industry and like how there's a ton of money in that market? Yeah. So pretty much when it comes to reselling, anything that is scarce or limited edition, something that's only made and it's going to be made one time and you'll never see it again, that kind of stuff, that stuff is going to hold your value or something with, you know, the right person's name attached to it. You know, that's, Jordan, like that mm-hmm. tells you that, you know what I'm saying? Like it just has to have that right name to go with it. So, you know, there's always going to be more demand than supply mm-hmm. when something's limited edition. If it's, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If it's something nice, if it's some, you know, just that people want, always going to be more demand than supply. You know, you might be 2 million people wanting a particular pair of shoes and there literally might be 50,000 pairs. There might be 20,000 pairs. There might be 10,000 pairs. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to draw the value up. People gonna pay for what they want. Mm-hmm. Real shit. And I kind of want to go back to like your first flip. You said your first flip started out with a pair of Space Jam. Do you yeah. remember how much you made off your first flip? Uh, at the time, I think it was like one eighty. Mm-hmm. It was one eighty. I sold them for four. Damn. Hey, that's a good ass come up. Shit, you paid for the shoes that was on your feet. It was like exactly. 200 after tax, man, right? <laughs> that's what I was after. I was after, like, paying for the shoes that I was wearing for myself. You know what I'm saying? That's where it started for me. Mm-hmm. Just starting out like that. But that's a good way to fall into a hustle for anybody that's listening. Like, it's something that you were already into, something you are already knowledgeable about. And then, like, it's just, like, once you realize you can make a profit, it was no looking back from there. Mm. And I kind of want to get into another point that you were talking about. And you said, you know, you got to be able to find the right pair of shoes and the right things, because that's another thing I see whenever people kind of get into this game, they'll fall behind the hype beast mm-hmm. and they don't really realize, you know, this is not going to be a good shoe to resell. That's not going to be a good shoe to resell. Do you remember your first time, like kind of getting a shoe like that and you kind of went bust? Oh, man, that happens. And that still happens to this day. <laughs> <laughs> that always happens. You know what I'm saying? It's always kind of that, like. I'll give you a great example. Right now, that's to me is Yeezy 350s, right? Mm-hmm. I can get a ton of like per drop, I might grab 10 or 20 pairs, you know what I'm saying? And then 
But the thing is, is like now I don't really go for them so hard because that's the issue. Easy 350s are good for the hold. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you're first starting out, you want turn and burn. Like mm-hmm. everything that you get, you want to turn that around and bring that money back. You know what I'm saying? Like instantly. You want to constantly bring that money back. You don't want nothing so, you have to sit on for months. Yeah, you don't want to sit on them for months. Like if you have the extra money, you know what I'm saying? To sit on those things and still be able to cop other things to flip, then yeah, that's cool. But if it's like, I got $500 and I got 250 tied up in this pair of shoes that I'm waiting on to go up 50 or $100 in six to eight months, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not really... Not worth the investing. And with like going after those flips, is there a certain method that you're kind of looking into? Because I know you say it still happens, but is there a certain method that you kind of go into like, how are you figuring out how much quantity is being made and things like that? You know, quantities are always hard. There's a lot of like speculation when it comes to mm-hmm. quantities. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, before the drop, you never really, really know quantities because then those numbers never really get released. So you're mainly kind of judging on hype, hype level. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know, on Twitter, follow a lot of sneakerheads. Instagram, follow a lot of sneakerheads. You know, you see what people are talking about. You'll see what, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, the drops that are coming out. Like, the ones that are going to be those ones, you know. Yeah. And then there's, there's also the sleepers. There's a bunch of sleepers that you're like, man, like, I don't know if I want to spend, you know, 175, 180, 200, whatever it is on this particular shoe. And then you don't. Mm. And then it ends up being worth, like, 800. And then you sitting there looking silly. Mm-hmm. But there's no way to gauge it. It's a lot. So, okay. Like, they got a whole stock market for these things, right? It's like... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, stock uh, stock X. So, so we know that the supply is not really, like, put out there, like, the total supply. So, like, how are they determine it? Just based off the demand and how many pairs people putting up there? What do you mean? Like, the price? Yeah, like, how they determine the price on StockX? Like, because, okay, if it's a limited release and, like, y'all all trying to get the same shoes, but y'all don't know how many mm-hmm. shoes is on the market. Like mm-hmm. it kind of leaves the supply undefined. Exactly. So it's kind of hard to gauge what a shoe is going to do. Cause usually if you pay attention to StockX, right? And StockX is, I would say a good baseline, but you're going to have like some of the other selling sites. You might get 15, 20, 30, $40 for a shoe more, or you might get less. So we just, mm-hmm. you just got to kind of pay attention to multiple markets. But the thing is, is like, once everybody has the shoes, once your shoes are sold out, right, then all the people that hold the shoes control the price. Mm-hmm. So say there's 10,000. They all sell out. They all sell to resellers. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A thousand of the people use their mom's credit card. So they like, I got to get mom's this money back for she be tripping. So they're going to just whatever they can sell it for to get them off. That's what they're going to do. Did a few days after release is people like panic sellers. So the other people, once all the panic sellers are gone, it kind of works for me. It's all, it always worked like I'm going to hold this shoe until I absolutely, absolutely need the money. Mm-hmm. And then I'll sell. So then I'll kind of see what the market is. And I'll put like, it depends. Like, there's been situations where I'm like, man, Travis Scott sixes. I was like, man, I'm kind of broke right now. These are going for like 800. I could hold out and get more, or I could just take the 800. I just sold them. You know what I'm saying? Like, pay some bills. You know what I mean? Like, you, yes. hey, bro, just hold them. 
that's crazy because I literally just saw well, like two months ago, I sold a pair of the Oilers, the Force. I got them joints in 2018, and I got them. I paid 220 for them, mm-hmm. and I sold them to my homie. I sold them to my homie for like 850, and I knew, but I knew the value of it because that shoe is actually going for about. 12 to 1300. It was a dead stock shoe. Like never put on nothing. Okay. So for people who don't know what dead stock means, what is a dead stock? Never worn, never tried on, never laced up. If they came unlaced, they just in the box. Mm. Original condition. Like you You literally just to resale. Either that or it's like, I got pairs that I've like just held like pairs that I've like some certain ones that I just loved and I wanted to double up on. That I've had for like five, six years where I wore the other pair and I just got another pair just sitting there brand new. And that's how it was with those shoes. Like whenever you said, I was kind of like hard on some money. So I was like, hey, I got these shoes just sitting. Like I could probably get this amount of money for them, but let me just get them off to my homie. He want them. I already know he going to resell them. So I'm going to just let him make his money too. And I'll make my money too. And we gone. We good. But bro, where are y'all finding people that's paying and $1,300 for some shoes? Like where's the... So I'm ignorant. Explain mm-hmm. to me where's the resale market? Like, where do y'all find these people? And they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Bro, you can post on eBay. You can post on OfferUp. You can post on Craigslist. You can post on StockX, Goat. You know what I'm saying? Some people make Instagram pages where they just sell all their stuff and you can DM them. People make their own websites where they sell their stuff and, you, you know what I'm saying, buy directly off the website. Like, it's, they're there, man. These people, like, it's people there. There's always, like I said, anything rare. It don't matter what it is. If it's art, if it's shoes, if it's basketball cards, if it's if it's rare and people want it, it's a demand for it. Then people are gonna come out the way you, bro. You'd be surprised. You'd be like, man, nobody's gonna pay. Man, let's see. The most expensive, my most expensive flip, most you know, that made me the most was the Red October Yeezy Twos. You had them hoes, bro. I got them directly from Nike. I was sitting on my couch. The notification. What? Too. I checked out. Like. My homie was sitting there with me. I'm like yelling. He's like, what's good? I'm like, ah! he couldn't figure out what's going on. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I turned them. I got them. That was February of 14, I think. I sold them in May of 14 for five bands. Damn. Damn. Pay, pay 250. I think they. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? <laughs> God, damn. I think they go up for like, they more now though. They like in the 20s last time I checked. They up five bands. They up bands. Yeah, they, they bands, bro. Yeah, they was, you know what I'm saying? It was five bands in 2014. And it's because of, like he said, that shoe is so rare. It's limited. And that's the shoe that really started everything with Kanye, with Nike, and like him getting away from there. Like, if you know the story behind that shoe, you will understand, like, why that shit was so limited. It was wild. That was a wild story. So another question there. I know y'all flip more than just shoes, right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, how do y'all find these other markets or these other products that are like, you know, going to be limited and stuff like that or really rare to the point to where you can flip them for these enormous amounts of money? It's interesting because they come and go at random. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For example, Telfair, when we did the Telfair thing. Like, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of our mods came to us with, to, he's like, yo, I think these bags are about to be a flip. So he put together a guide. And he was like, all right, we're going to go for him. So, you know, we copped a couple. I think I copped like an orange medium or something like that for 202, I think it was. And um, I sold it on eBay for 500. 
Damn. And then so I was like, yeah, this is it. Like, <laughs> this, is what we, this is what we need to be paying attention to right now. Mm-hmm. And then the famous day happened where they dropped like every color and like all that. And uh, that's what sent Hypernova kind of wild into the stratosphere. But that day, I actually, I was working at Apple still. I was um, getting ready for work. And I came back and I had my bot running. Mm-hmm. I came back and I, my screen was just full of captures. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is so I just start doing captures. As soon as I, every time I do a capture, check out, capture, check out, capture. I just kept doing them, kept doing them, kept doing them. I ended up with 20 some checkouts and uh, they canceled all my orders that day. Damn. But yeah, like it's just finding those things. Like there's, there's just things like yeah. you just find those things. Like in the summer, it was swimming pools because like everything was closed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. People wasn't going to swimming pools. So like home swimming pools, bro, like, hey, all summer on those. The beginning of the pandemic, Nintendo Switches. Scarce because the, the Nintendo Switches factories was closed. So, you know what I'm saying? People were at home like, I'm trying to find something to do. Let me get these Nintendo Switches. Well, it ain't that many of them. So they became scarce and then they became more valuable. Who was making like 100, 150 per Nintendo Switch. Damn. So how did it like how did the group come about? Like I know yeah. we talked about you as an individual yeah. flipper, but like how did it go from you making bread to like, okay, cool, I'm gonna make a whole group based around this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, groups like ours exist and you know they've been around. Um, I don't know, I know of one other group that has a black owner. I don't know if it's fully black owned, but me and Scrap, as far as I know, are the only fully black owned group. So me and Scrap kind of became friends on, on Twitter. You know, I honestly couldn't even tell you when. It's been eight, nine, maybe 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Just on some chill stuff. Just, I don't even know how we started following each other. And you know what I'm saying? In the first place, like mm-hmm. how do you follow anybody? But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we just became cool and just always was cool over the years and all that. And then 2018, beginning of the year, I was working at Apple. I worked at Apple for like five years, Apple Store. One of my coworkers owns a consignment shop in Denver, like a resale consignment mm-hmm. shop, mm-hmm. clothes, Supreme, all that kind of stuff. And I was just talking to him. I was like, yo, what? Bro, I'm in debt. I need to pay off these credit cards. Like, what can I do? And, you know, I was familiar with all that stuff. And he's like, look in the bots, this and that and the other. And I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. So I think it was a Supreme release, the uh, Ramoa, like, suitcases print they were like $1,800 like metal suitcases with supreme all over them or whatever I know which ones you're talking about yeah so but they were selling for like five bands so I was like I need that you know what I'm saying so I tried and uh of course I took the L and that next day I was like I'm just I'm about to start getting in the box so once I started getting in the box you know I would talk about it on the timeline or whatever so scrap just DM me one day literally like what are you talking about, bro? Like, what is what is all this that you're talking about? So he was looking for a way to make, you know what I'm saying, some money for himself. So I kind of taught him the things that I was learning, which at the time, like, I didn't know shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really know anything. There's a lot that goes into botting. Just like the knowledge, the proxies, the knowing how to make your address look different, a bunch of different ways on your profile, just a whole bunch of different stuff. So I kind of just learned as I went along and we kind of learned together. And then at the end of 19, one of our friends was doing some uh, like donations for charity and trying to get some donations for charity for cows, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And we was like, so me and Scrap already had 
the Discord server that exists as Hypernova, we already had that. It was very basic. I actually saw a screenshot of it last night before everybody was in. It was like five channels and it was like three people. You know what I'm saying? It was me scrapping one of the other homies. And it was just a place for us to kind of put our stuff. Mm-hmm. The release is coming out. When you run a bot, it sends like if you get a checkout or whatever, it'll send it to a webhook. So your success will show up in your Discord. So you make a channel for that. Like we had just very basic stuff. And Scrap was like, yo, let's get some people to join and we'll donate all the money to charity. And we're like, I was like, bro, nobody's about to pay us to join this shit. What are you talking about? He's like, nah, people gonna pay. I'm like, all right. So people like started hitting us up. Yo, I'm gonna pay. I think we was charging 200 at first. And so people was paying it too. And so people was getting in, got a few little successes, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeezys and Off-Whites and stuff like that when it was only a few members. But people started seeing that and it was like, yo, I need to be in that. You know what I'm saying? So it just grew over time. And I say like it grew, but it grew at a regular pace. It wasn't like it didn't grow at a crazy pace until the Telfair incident. And then it just like shot through the roof. Bro. And I kind of want to take a little step back and zoom out and talk about the bots because this is like your third time bringing it up. Uh, Yeah. I just want to talk about it for those who don't know what a body is and what be going on. If you like just a regular retail customer and you can't get some shoes sometimes <laughs> and you just let them know like, Hey, this is why your asses get whipped. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. So a bot is essentially a piece of software. You know what I'm saying? Is there's many different ones that do different types of different sites, you know, whether it's a you know, shoe sites or a Shopify site or Supreme or, off-white, you know what I'm saying? Just different converts, just different types of bots that do different sites. There's bots that are that specialize in one type of thing. There's bots that like have multiple, you know, multiple different types of sites or can do all the sites or whatever. But essentially it's a piece of software that you put your profiles in, each profile you match with a credit card or debit card, you know what I'm saying? However many you got, make a profile for each one, make your name look a little different to where it'll still not get flagged, obviously, you know what I'm saying? Make your address look a little different. East versus E versus EST, like that's all the same thing. Or street versus street versus STR, apartment versus unit versus number. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. little things like that make your address look different. So essentially you have the bot programmed to either on a link or a keyword or whatever, however that bot runs, cause they all kind of do things a little differently. It picks up that product as soon as it's live, tries to add it to cart, tries to check out with your information. If there's a capture, the capture will pop up. You can do the little capture or whatever, but that's really all you'll have to do. Some sites are not going to have a capture, like Foot Locker or whatever. You literally just going to push play and hope for the best. Hmm. So for somebody that like will want to learn how to make their own bot, like where do you go to make a bot? I say there's a lot of information where people make like bots or scripts, right? Like, Learning how to write scripts because script you can you don't need a pretty UI and all that. It's just you can run a script and the script will program whatever you program it to do. Check out something on a particular site. So I would say that's where a lot of people start. But then after time, you know, what I'm saying if you want to make your bot really good, you're gonna have to make it faster and all that. So you're gonna need to learn how to do requests, which is a request is every time you go to a website, you click a link. That click goes to the server and it pings back to your computer the next page or whatever that you clicked on, that's a request. You know what I'm saying? So every time you're sending information, that's a request. So if you're sending your 
you know, you're trying to check out or whatever the boss trying to check out for you. It'll like add to cart. Once it adds to cart, then it'll go add your shipping address. Then it'll come back. Then it'll add your billing. Then it'll add your cart. You know what I'm saying? It does it each step. So that's the request. Each step is a request. So essentially just making your buy look human. If you can make it look like it's a human on the site doing whatever it's programmed to do, you'll win. Mm. And that's kind of interesting, too, because, well, I know they started doing the recapture to kind of combat the bots. So how the hell you get around the recapture part? Hey, man, I can't I can't be asking that. That's a bit too much <laughs> of the tea. <laughs> no, it depends on your bot, how the harvesters work and all that. Like some bots, like no matter what, you're going to have to click the capture. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So they'll pop up. Each individual little capture window will pop up for you and you just do them. And then the bot will go back to doing what it's due after the capture. So, uh, like, it's not really stopping mm-hmm. anybody. Like, look, man. It, it just uh, makes the process go a whole lot faster for you to purchase the item versus me actually having to physically click on it. Your information. your car. Autofill. Like, you know, I cop a lot of manual, too. But mm-hmm. it's because of autofill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm back. I finger got the fingerprint. I autofill just it autofills my cars. Every the only thing I had to type is my CVV. So that's how I win a lot of times too. Even if I'm not using the bot, I'll cop manual just will autofill. So whenever you run in these bots, you have to be manually sitting in front of the computer yourself, right? Not necessarily. It depends. I would say it more so depends on the bot. Like say, say um it's a Shopify site, which is a boutique. Things sell out really quickly on Shopify side. So you want to be there for those. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to like you don't have time to really wait. Let's say I'm running like Foot Locker, Foot Action, East Bay, Champs, like all of them, finish line. Eat. All I got to do is push play on the bot and I can walk away because they don't have capture. So I, I like I literally can. I used to do it. I push play and go to work. And then you just come back to whatever shoe you wanted. However, it would it would give me the notifications to my Discord. So every time it checked out, I would see it at work. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I could stop the bot remotely and all that too if I needed to, but just let it run. Hey, okay. that's dope. Okay, so I do kind of want to dive more with like how Discord interacts with these bots. Because yeah. I, like, I know Kelly mentioned it to me before, like a lot of, like one of the big advantages of Discord is that it like, it works with these bots. So like, can you control the bots from Discord? Or like, how does that work? It depends. Each bot kind of can write things how they want like somebody's for discord the only thing that it's going to do for you is like allow you to reset your key so you can put it on another computer or something like that some bots will definitely like you can have full control some bots have ios apps where you like it's running on your computer but you doing full control you know what i'm saying from your phone or your ipad or whatever you ain't even got to be there you know what i mean so it just depends it depends on the bot they all kind of write down they you know they all had their own bag of tricks or whatever so and there, you know, there's a resale market for bots. Damn. Y'all resale bots? I was actually just about to ask that. Like, how do I get me a bot, bro? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's a resale market for bots. There's a couple places you can go to get a bot. And the resale market for bots is interesting because when I got into botting, it seemed like they restocked all the time. And now it seems like they never restocked. Mm. So the ones that all the people that got all the bots, the value just keeps going up because they don't ever restock. They went that so if you know how to make bots, then like oh, bro, you, you know how to make bots, you could supreme be a, demand. You could be a millionaire without question, easily. Like, hey, if anybody knows how to build a bot, holler at me because Hypernova needs a developer. What's up? 
<laughs> Sheesh. Hey. Y'all hey, y'all get at them. Y'all heard it here. BWI, man, trying to get y'all some work. These bots, though, it's, it's real interesting because it's like, I keep thinking about, like, they setting these measures in place to, like, stop them, but you still finding ways to finesse around it. Bro, it's a cat and mouse game. That's all botting is. Like, the developers of the bot, you know, so when I first started botting, a lot of bots were, like, just lifetime fee, right? Like, you pay this, you own the bot for forever. That works, but it doesn't work in a certain sense because, one, if you got to keep releasing the bot, it's going to water down the market and there's going to be a million bots for people trying to go after 10 products or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to keep doing that. So what they did is they started making them more scarce and they also started doing like some of them are you pay a fee up front, you pay a certain amount every month. Some of them you pay every three months. Some of them you pay every six months yearly, like but they all do a renewal fee now. And that's how it keeps them working. It keeps money coming in for the developers to keep working on the bots because the problem they used to have is like, once that bot wasn't hot no more and they're not selling anymore, what is my incentive to keep making this bot better? Mm. So mm. now with the renewal fees, like it's all that. But they're making the money off the renewal fees, but the bot market, the, the, the side market, you know what I'm saying, the resale market goes so crazy. I don't know. I don't know how, I mean, it's obviously sustainable because it's, you know what I'm saying, it's been going like this for a minute. And there could be a bubble where it might pop because the values on some of them are astronomical. So like whenever you say astronomical, do you have just like a figure in your head you could probably yeah. spit out? So one that we have, for example, is called uh, Wrath. Mm -hmm. uh, Wrath is, I think it's 300 retail and you pay monthly, I think. We bought it resell. We bought it in August, $4,200. For what? <laughs> Damn, son. God damn. <laughs> but so Four pieces software. Hold on, check it out. That's not even the good part. The good part is that we've made money on it. It's worked for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. we've made money on it. I think the lowest, I can probably find it real quick. The lowest ask on it right now, 7,200. God Ooh. damn. And you say, when y'all got this? August, first week of August. Fuck. Man, this that's some crazy appreciation. Fuck that's real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Digital real estate way is that. Yo. Hey, yeah. if y'all know how to develop this shit, y'all hit both of us up. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, man, it's wow. It's a it's a whole subculture that people don't even know exists. You know what I'm saying? Like, tell me. There's bots for everything. Obviously, sneakers are the hot things, but you know, people like I said, everything you resell, you know. We was reselling pools and all that. That was like Walmart and Target. There's bots for that. You know, Best Buy. There's bots for that. There's there's bots for the card sites. There's bots for Funkos. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just got to gotta find the bot. That's it. You just got to find the one that's going to get you what you want. You know what I'm saying? So. My first yeah. time hearing about y'all was definitely the whole Telfar thing. And that was crazy. Like, I know that probably had to feel good. Like, <laughs> they had to completely change up how they was doing things. <laughs> Hey, bro. Like, yeah. So that, that <laughs> when I copped all those, they didn't, they didn't have, so they're a Shopify site, right? Right. They didn't have any bot protection. So when you can run advanced mode on your bot, you're checking out. And, but see, the thing is that most sites have bot protection, so you can't run advanced mode. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But on that site, I knew that I could run advanced mode. So I just ran, I literally ran every color, every size and checked out every one that I put in there.
Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Damn. And that kind of brings you back to something that Amazon did in their first days. That's how Amazon really started beating people. I, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but it was one holiday season. Amazon went to Tars R Us and they purchased like, oh, I forgot yeah. what it was. It was like either a Pokemon, something like that. They was losing but, money out there. But ass. Tars R Us didn't have a quantity limit on their shit. So what Amazon did was they purchased every fucking tar from their website and they put it on their site and they started reselling it like higher than that. The That's game. the game. I was like, wow, bro. That's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, and, man. anything, 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 you know, like, like I'll tell you the other thing. Being a reseller is, I'm going to say it's hard, but it's not hard at the mm -hmm. same time. I'm going to say it's hard, though, because people hate us all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I, people, I ain't going to lie, bro. I told them I was going <laughs> to tell you this on the hey. episode. Respectfully. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> hey, I respect it, bro. I respect it. Bro, I used to be on the other side of that. I used to be like, man, I hate these niggas. Reselling all this bullshit. And then I was like, wait a minute. I can make how much? Yeah. <laughs> these niggas ain't so wrong. Like, <laughs> maybe I'm living wrong, nigga. Like, <laughs> maybe I'm on the wrong side here. I'm, playing the, I'm on the wrong side of the game, though. That, no, hey, I'm definitely thinking about that for like concerts and stuff, bro, because I always be mad every time as soon as something drops, all the tickets you know, gone. The interesting is concerts, it's illegal to sell concert tickets, like resell, like swear. Well, no, no, no. It's not illegal to resell, it's illegal to bot and resell. Swear. Yeah, bro, they made it federally illegal. Damn, yeah, go to jail. people still do it. Don't like, don't get it twisted. Oh yeah, of course, people are yeah. scared of the cops. <laughs> I mean, like, people I'm trying still to make money. Like, I love the game. <laughs> I love the hustle. Yeah, so it's wild. Like, but yeah, concert tickets is definitely that was another thing. Like, when we really first got going, like the group. That was one of the things I was like always on because I that was the thing I've always bought and resold, but mainly like to get my free tickets. You know what I'm saying? To get my tickets for free. That's always why I did it. So, you know, we see these shows, but like certain shows, bro, like Travis Scott. Crazy. Crazy. Price going up. Crazy. Going Anything up. with Travis Scott name on it, it's like the price is going to go this up. This nigga made McDonald's boom this you past month. Bruh. McDonald's stock is going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a cactus. Even like a Beyonce fucking concert, because you know the bitch gonna sell out. Yo, Beyonce concert is good money. Like the one you can, you know the ones like Beyonce, hundred percent, Drake, hundred percent, Tame Impala, going up. What else? You know some of them rock bands, bro. I sold right before COVID happened. I think we got some Garth Brooks tickets. Like anyway, I don't even. I used to only buy the ones for the city that I was in. Scrap that. Like, wherever we think that they're going to sell it, I think I bought Garth Brooks tickets at the football stadium in Cleveland or something, like, ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? I think I paid 100 a piece and sold them for, like, 800 for the pair. God damn. God. You know? Like. And whenever you buy these tickets, like, do you care what section is going to be or, like, anything like that? 
closest to the stage, you know what I'm saying? Like usually closest to the stage or if it's an arena show, mm-hmm. GA floor seats, or it depends. Like Travis Scott, when he was in Denver, it was just GA on the floor, but it wasn't seats. If it's just GA on the floor, I always try to get assigned seats closest to the stage. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, man, I remember it was like two years ago, probably I got Bruno Mars. Oh, I know that shit went crazy. That was the 24 carry uh, tour, yeah. right? He played at Pepsi Center in Denver. I think I grabbed two tickets, like, you know, stages on the floor. But then, like, right the first couple rows, I think it was the second or third row up, two seats right there together. I think I paid four, three fifty four. I think I sold them for seven hundred apiece. That's buy and sell later. man. But I love it because that's like the difference between being just like when you're coming in with that consumer mentality mm-hmm. and when you're coming in as like that entrepreneur mentality, like I'm going make something out of this, like out of opportunity out of this, basically. And I'm glad you said that because that's what you kind of alluded to. You was like, man, I can either be mad at this shit or I can get with it. Like, and it brings me back to like the movie Baby Boy. Jody, which one are you going to be, your consumer or your producer? Right. That's mm-hmm. it, bro. Like, you you make up your mind. When you see, like, like I said, when I hit, like, them Yeezys, right, them, them Red Octobers, bro, like, I moved to Denver. I was moving to Denver. Me and my wife and my baby was was one at the time. And, like, I had saved up a little bit of money, but I was, bro, I was working at a liquor store. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have no money. My wife was, uh, like, a GM of a five guy. She didn't really make no money for real either. And, like, I hit those, sold them shoes. I used that money, moved to Denver. Like, we got a little one-bedroom. Like, we was broke as hell when we moved here, but we made it work and built up. And, like, reselling was a part of that because I had a bunch of shoes that I accumulated in Kansas City, you know what I'm saying, that I brought out here. And every Mm -hmm. time I needed some money, I would just sell a pair or two. For more than what you bought them for. Yeah. And I like how you brought that up, too, because there's a lot of people I see, sometimes they get too attached to sentimental value. Like, like a lot of people are like, oh man, I'm broke, I'm broke. Bro, you got a closet full of like all of this shit. If you don't get out there and start reselling, like you said, you can put this shit on eBay. You can wake up and your shit is gone. All you got to do is go drop it off to <laughs> the damn the uh, post, off. post off. You ain't got to see nobody. Nothing. Nothing, That's bro. easy is for me, man. Like I much prefer selling online and selling hand to hand because I don't even, I don't got to see nobody. I don't got to talk to nobody. Like you might send me a message or whatever. I can respond to that. I ain't got to call nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to take the time out of idea to go stand here, meet up. Where is this person sketchy or not? Uh, I, you know, and then I got like, I got a UPS and FedEx account. I got a label printer at the house. I got, I literally, bro, I, I mean, because we, we order so much stuff. I see the UPS, like my UPS, man, he comes like, three three to five times a week to my house you know what i'm saying like i i bro he i'd be giving him like cokes and snacks and shit every because <laughs> this man be work bro so he'll come through and have like 10 by like on a yeezy drop or something he'll come through and have like 10 15 boxes i'd be like bro here's some snack i'd be asking him, like you want me to get you a gift card you like you like starbucks like what you like he's like no i'm good with the cokes right, <laughs> hey man <laughs> keep your people happy to keep you yeah. taking care of your stuff yeah for sure i ain't never had a problem either <laughs> It is hard. I love it. So, Reese, bro, I do want to hop into the group more because yeah. one thing we've been touching on throughout this, we've been talking about a lot with the reselling and like how it works is scarcity. And one thing I really admire about your group and I think is like really unique about it is that 
you limit the amount of members it is in there. So can you speak to why as to why you do that? Uh, a couple of reasons. You know, one, we want to make sure we can give a good rate of success. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want to make sure that we can tend to everybody because there's going to be a lot that goes into, like, if you come in and you have no prior knowledge of reselling, sports betting, sports cards, you know, kind of the, the things that we be doing in there, it's going to take you a minute to get a grasp. So we want to make sure we have the staff that's available to make sure everybody, you know what I'm saying, can get their questions answered, get the knowledge that they need to be successful. Okay. So can you kind of go, I know you, we touched about the group and you just talked about like some of the things y'all do, the sports betting, the yeah. reselling. And I know you said you kind of got it, how it got started, but for those who don't really know what the Hypernova group is, what all do y'all offer? Yeah, so Hypernova Group, it started as a place that was literally for reselling shoes and clothes. That's what it started as. It's grown into much more just with the additions of certain people. You know, people have knowledge on certain things. So we kind of added sections as we've gone on. So for starters, with, you know what I'm saying, a membership, you get, obviously, any of the help you need learning to resell, you're going to get monitors for all the sites so you'll know when products go up or when there's shock drops or any of that like you know usually like a nike monitor say like they're gonna shock drop some no sneakers it'll usually show up like two minutes before when they load it before it actually shows up on the app so we kind of can prepare so a little stuff like that but yeah all, any of the important sites are monitored we have you know amazon best buy monitors we can add particular products like if say if it's a particular uh, whatever like right now uh, graphics cards are hot so we had we went crazy yesterday two days yesterday two days ago i don't know i don't even remember on best buy because the graphics card monitor was just pinging off so we were able to you know grab quite a few as a group so we kind of just go whatever's hot add it to the monitors watch the monitors so then that's just the monitors that's only basically shoes and clothes and whatever other hot items then you got let's say sports betting we got a pretty good group that gives picks on whatever sports, the sports that we probably do the most in the group, baseball, basketball, NFL, college football. You know, you might get some soccer picks in there, you know, some tennis picks as well. But they hit at a pretty solid rate with their picks. So, you know, obviously people are there to kind of guide you as far as that goes and we have guides on everything as well too so you know it's a guide on you know betting and reselling and all that botting and all that stuff but yeah you know there's guys teach you how to bet i don't know you guys probably know tara mm -hmm. tara has uh you know for stackers only she has a mobile home guide so we have a mobile home flip section guide is in there her guide is in there for a discount for our members and then there's a chat for that as well so people talking about their finds you know, asking questions, kind of getting advice. You know, Tara's in there. Uh, Tara's also giving sports picks. Shout out to Tara and her sports picks, 100%. Killing WNBA. Auto flips. Auto flips are in there. Same thing. Um, so cars, like you flipping cars in that motherfucker too. Yeah, one of our, our newer members, I mean, he's been in there for a, a little bit now, but he sold cars, you know what I mean? So it, it was one of his side hustles. So he kind of put together a guide in the section for us in the group. There's a chat for that as well. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a little bit of everything going on in there. Just 
any way that we can find to bring value to the group and make our members some money, we're going to do it. Because everything is not going to be for everybody. Like, I ain't even looking auto flip second, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I ain't even thought about it. That ain't on you. But, but any day, I could be like, you know what? I feel like flipping a car today. You know what I mean? Like, so it's always like, and I always tell people, like, when you join the group, pick your one thing. Pick that one thing. Stick with it. Go with it. You know what I'm saying? And then once you master that thing, then branch out to something else. Because you don't want to try to take it all on at the same time. You, it's like drinking through a fire hose. You're going to get overwhelmed. You're trying to flip cars, trade <laughs> options, resale uh, <laughs> clothes. Sports betting. Yeah. Now you go, you go bust your head trying to do all that. Yep. Yep. Be patient. So, Reese, I do want to know, man, what's the biggest flip you've seen in the Hypernova group, like in any one of the channels? Uh, Like a single, like one item? Yeah, like just one, like one off, like they just flipped it and you was like, damn. Matter of fact, let's do, look, single one item and then as a group that y'all flip to. Ooh, PS5s ain't happened yet, just wait. <laughs> I, I, Kelly was actually telling us about it. So we're, gonna, we're gonna get into that next. <laughs> hey, we're gonna be acting up on PS5. I mean, we already, bruh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, single one item. I don't know that the biggest flip has come from selling an item. I think it came from sports betting. Damn. So what was the biggest flip? Uh, I think it was one of the one of the newer ladies. Shout out to the late because we have a ladies only chat as well in the group. Oh, yeah. Uh, so shout out to the ladies, but I, I want to say she, it was, it was something crazy, bro. I don't need, it was like, she turned like five bands mm-hmm. into like close to 10. Damn. Yeah. And I was like, you better than me. Cause I, I'd be, ba- I'd be making these hundred dollar bets and I'd be sweating. Like, oh, bro, I, I'm not a bent man when it comes to sports, man. I'm, I'm too faint of heart for it. I get upset whenever I, they start losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. you had your days. You go up and down. But see, I've been betting off the same $50 that I started betting with like two months ago. And I've gone up, gone down. I've taken some out, spent some. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I'm still up. Like, I'm still way up. So I'm doing all right. Them, yeah. Like I said, them hypernova picks be... That's, it, that's, that's the advantage of the community. Wait, like. wait, wait. Kelly actually sent this shit earlier. Somebody made 120k off of fucking betting that bitch. That was uh, what is that? Daily Fantasy. Daily Fantasy. Yeah, that's what right. The fuck? I forgot about that. That was the other day. You're right. How you just forget somebody? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Niggas is making bread in this group, y'all. Hey, man, get this man some hand class, man. Cause you out here, you out here helping people get to a bag, bro. You hey, we got, hey, we got members that do everything, bro. So over the summer pools is one particular member that. He was renting U-Hauls, right? He had like a warehouse storage unit. I don't know what it was. But it was like that kind of, you know. He was hitting Target's, Walmart's, buying every pool they had, bro. Filling up the U-Haul, getting them off, made 30 plus. And like the first month he was in Hypernova. Damn. So people also resell two people in the group? Yeah. <laughs> depending on what, you know, depending on what it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like almost like what you and Matt, like. I'm pretty sure he sell a pool to somebody in the group. They could still upsell it to somebody else. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but don't y'all like, or don't people resell the memberships? Like, isn't that how you have to get in? That is also correct. We restock memberships, but not see, and that's what I was talking about earlier, that people never leave. So -hmm. like we was trying to like keep the group capped, but it's hard to keep the group capped and keep interest, you know what I'm saying, in the group. 
Because mm. if we were just like, all right, nobody's leaving, and then we just stopped tweeting, bro, like, you know what I mean? You got to keep people at least engaged. And if you're not out there actively giving memberships, still, like, stay engaged with the community because people pay attention. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, people definitely still resell the memberships because it's so hard to get in. So they have a value, you know? Exclusive. How many people do y'all currently have in there? Uh... See, the, including Lifetime, because we got some Lifetime members, including Lifetime, I think like seven something. 700, 7,000. 700. Damn. And then that's the seven. other, and I think you had mentioned like around 600, that's the rotating spots that people kind of fall place. out, fall in. Yeah. But yeah, they, like like I said, most of them never, most people don't really leave. Because if you would, I wouldn't leave neither shoe. People out there making 120K on, on the sports <laughs> bus, I, I got it. So you said it started off as two hundred dollars a month. Yeah, two hundred dollars for two hundred dollars for a lifetime to be in forever. Oh, so these people that got grandfathered in them first hundred day. So now is it like monthly or do you pay like yearly? How are we monthly. doing now? Monthly, fifty a month. If you got one of the older keys, it used to be forty a month. That ain't bad though. That ain't bad at all. Especially like you said, you making you making thirty, forty k in there. 120k hey, in there even, even if you someone that's not in there all the time and not even taking it that seriously you can make 500 to a thousand a week and you know what i'm saying like and that's that's more that's than most people make at their job thanks you just got to pick that one like you said pick that one the knowledge is there my brother didn't bust my head man oh <laughs> <laughs> i need to get in that group hey yeah the hypernova group they out there killing it man so, Got to find somebody with that key. Hey, bro. <laughs> so, Reese, bro, I want to ask you, what's next for Hypernova? Like, I mean, I see y'all hot, bro. Y'all, I went look on y'all Twitter. Like I told you at the beginning, bro, people on that Twitter, like, they fiending for what y'all got. I seen y'all drop that hoodie. They said, man, I need that, man. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, like I said, we just try to stay active. So anything that comes up, we're just going to try to, you know, do whatever we can do. So right now, you know, we're about to reach 6,000 followers. So every time we get, you know, another 1,000 followers on Twitter, we usually do something. We're like three follow, two or three followers away. So I haven't – I don't know what we're going to do for it, but, you know what I mean, I, we're definitely got some things in the works. We're definitely going to give away a PS5 for Christmas. We're definitely going to give out some Thanksgiving meals, you know. Hey, that's uh, hard, man. I think we're going to do some Christmases for some single parents as well. Um, and I like how that's how that's how y'all started the group too because I didn't brush over that that's what you said Scrap said we're gonna start this off and start off by giving to charity and that's really cool because I always see like whenever somebody really just giving from the goodness of their heart like you always get back like tenfold Mm -hmm. like automatically like it's just you putting out the energy that you getting back from the universe so I'm glad that y'all still keeping it like that. Like you said, we trying to give out Thanksgiving. We trying to give stuff for Christmas. Hey, yeah. man, that's beautiful, my brother. Yeah, thank you, thank you. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, Hypernova is always, we always want to do whatever we can to advance. You know, we always try to be innovative because, you know, some of the stuff like mobile home flips and auto flips, like it ain't no other groups doing that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So just trying to be different and, you know take things as they come but you know we definitely looking for whatever those next things are we always trying to figure out what that is you know so we'll figure out i don't, I don't know what it is but we're gonna figure out something hey it is dope 
I and, love it. And I keep on hearing you talking about these PS5s, man. Yeah. What y'all, what y'all deal with these PS5s, man? You know, it was it's crazy because, like, everybody was mad at the bots and all that. But really, we went crazy manual because most of the sites, you couldn't, you know, couldn't be botted that day. It was a lot going on when they dropped all the, the pre-orders. But so, again, we have monitors for everything. So we was able to catch when stuff, like, because when they dropped PS5s that day, they weren't supposed, they dropped them on like a Wednesday. They were supposed to drop them the next day. Mm-hmm. Everybody was supposed to drop them like all the stores at the same time. And the stores just started doing whatever they wanted. So, you know, it would ping the monitor or one, or we catch a Twitter link and we'd just throw it to the group and everybody would just go grab. So I don't, we, I, I know we got a couple hundred. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Damn. Well, if y'all need a PS5, <laughs> I don't know if you want to go that route, but hey. <laughs> the store ain't got them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a wild day. I think I got 13 myself. Damn. Man, my brother, man, y'all out doing the damn thing, bro. I love it because it's just the spirit of entrepreneurship and the very, very essence of it all. Buy mm-hmm. low, sell high. Yep, pretty much, bro. You know, it's interesting. People hate resellers, but then they go buy stuff from like Walmart. And you're like, bro, Walmart <laughs> is a reseller, my G. <laughs> and really, real shit, that's all Walmart is. Like, Walmart is just like, we want to make sure we have everybody's fucking product in here. And we're going to give it to you the cheapest price that we can get it to you. They buy it in extreme huge amounts and then they piece it out. And I saw people were even upset about that. Like, I think that happened, Jared, you was telling us about that with the bags, right? People were mad because you getting the stuff at a low price. Like the bags might not cost, but $50 to make, they reselling it for $200 and people were pissed off about that. Like, how can you be mad at that? When at the end of the day, I still got to eat. I need to make a certain profit margin. I got to pay people. This website ain't cheap. Shipping this shit ain't cheap. Like a lot of people, like David said, they keep their consumer hat on mm-hmm. instead of actually thinking of it from the other spectrum of the producer. That's definitely the truth. Like you said, man, it's a lot that goes into it. A lot of people, a lot of people benefit from us reselling. Like it ain't just, yes, it's putting money in my pocket or whatever, but like, like you said, bro, we buy, you know what I'm saying? We participate in the economy. We cop all the shoes from the stores. So the stores ain't hurting. So it's not like people were looking at like, y'all are defrauding the store. No, they're getting every dollar that they had them shoes up for sale for. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the person is paying more is the person on the other end that wasn't able to get the shoes that really wants them. That's mm-hmm. the only person who's paying more. The people that are eating, obviously it's the store. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's us that's making our little money from whatever. It's the company that makes the boxes that we ship everything in, the company that makes the tape, FedEx, UPS. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, it's a bit of the economy. Yeah. And that was an interesting thing I thought about. The, like the whole Telfar situation was like, people were mad. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you brought up all the bags, blah, blah, blah. But my thing with that was, was like on the flip side, this black owned luxury, like bag brand, like they just sold out. Like all that shit, this hype. They just sold out everything and they got this hype around them now. So it's like, realistically, y'all kind of helped them. You know what I'm saying? That was a crazy day. And at the time, all they sold was hats, belts, and the bags, right? 
Right. Now, bro, I still got like my notifications on for Instagram where they be posting, bro, they be posting coats and bandanas and all. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. To get capitalized that's off dope. it though. That's yeah. dope. Well, Reese, bro, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna pivot to the last segment of the show, bro. We're gonna ask you, man. What's on your timeline? So what's something you've seen on social media that you just want to speak about, my brother? Bro, I don't want Danny Green to shoot. No more. Nothing. No more. <laughs> Hold on, man. No more, man. <laughs> he needs some milk. <laughs> that's what his jumper needs. Bro, like, that's for real. That's what my timeline is about. All day, I feel like just. Lakers, Lakers, you know, so me being a Lakers fan, I was like, when they, when LeBron passed him that ball last night, I was just looking at the TV like, all right. <laughs> I would have much rather AD be in that position. Uh, anybody, any, like. They could even pass it to Rondo at that damn point. Rondo, I know. Bro, they had KCP on in the left corner. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they took Caruso out of the game to put Danny Green in. I would have rather Caruso took the shot. Anybody, bro, don't matter. Anybody. Damn. Bro, they could have gave it to Markeith Morris. I like. Hey, man, Markeith the dude. Man. Hey, you know, I grew up in Kansas City, so all my friends is KU fans and all that. So <laughs> my wife is a KU fan and all that. So, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy, though. They, I'm looking at it now like this should have never went to 3 3, bro. This should have, they could have knocked this out a while ago. It's, I don't think it, it's going to be game six, huh? It's going to be game six. Yeah, 3 2. Oh, shit. It's so, 3 2. I think. Look, man, I was on the timeline. It was I was having the most interesting kind of conversation this morning. And people was like, Miami got the momentum and it's like it's dead and we going to seven. And I'm like, look, man, I I, I hear what y'all, y'all say. I hear y'all, but like I don't think so. And like that might just be me being a Lakers fan. But like at the same time, bro, like y'all think the Lakers about to go on a three-game losing streak to Miami? I don't know about that. I doubt it. LeBron James gonna have something else to say about that. Yeah, I don't. Bro, I ain't even the biggest Bron fan, but I don't know that man to go down like that. And plus, he, he, wasn't even, with the way he played last night. It was on everybody else. Damn. Well, we're going to see Sunday what them boys going to do. Yeah. But, man, we'll go over to the last section, pretty much just wrap out the show, my brother. Reese, we just want to say thank you for coming on, bro. Just dropping these gems on the resale market. And we just want to say, just plug yourself in, let the people know where they can follow you, let them know where they can find Hypernova, how they can kind of get some type of information on what's, when's the next opening for the group. Definitely. Follow me on Twitter. My ad is WashedReese, W-A-S-H-E-D-R-E-E-S-E. Follow Hypernova Group, just like it sounds. Follow Positive Scrap, my business partner. You know, as far as the group goes... We're definitely going to open open some spots pretty soon. We usually do it on Sundays, but might have to do I might do a, a you know what I'm saying a surprise drop for y'all. I'll let y'all do it on y'all's timeline or something, you know what I'm saying? So so oh, y'all yeah, let's do it when I when the episode. Yeah, I, throw y'all, I throw y'all some too if y'all want to get in. I throw y'all some some membership keys. Hey, uh, hey that's love, man. bro. That's love. Yeah, appreciate sure. you, bro. For sure, for sure. I got y'all. Hey, yeah, hey, I just well, want to look, say thank you y'all, again. Yeah, and y'all definitely, definitely go hit that follow button. Y'all go check them out. Check my brother out. Y'all keep up with him. Hey, this man got some information, some knowledge. And if you try to make a bag, I'm telling you, 2020 is the year to do it. There's a lot of shit. A lot of people sitting at home broke. If you got a little money, like he said, some people doing it on their mama credit card. If you got it, 
you can make some money. Mm-hmm. Well, before we wrap this thing up, y'all got into a couple of house cleaning notes. So first and foremost, everybody, thank y'all once again for listening to the podcast every week. Make sure y'all follow us on social media at Black Wolf Renaissance at BWR Podcast. We always dropping content for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. We have BWR Movement on Twitter. Got a lot of different information, a lot of different content we dropping for you guys. So make sure y'all stay plugged in. Y'all check out our book, Manage Your Money Like the 1%. It's a guide to getting your finances together and getting started creating multiple streams of income through investing. We got that. That's going to be available down in the show notes. And y'all stay on the lookout for the different course products that we're going to be dropping in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be dropping some different educational courses showing you how to take advantage and build your credit on your own, how to start investing in the stock market for the long term, how to create and monetize your own podcast, and giving out the tools on how to grow and monetize social media. So we're going to be having those course products coming to y'all real, real soon. So y'all stay on the lookout for that. Jalen, Jerry, y'all got anything? I just want to back up and just say thank you too, man. Like, thank you to all of our fans. We appreciate y'all, all of our listeners, not even fans, our listeners, our family, like y'all family to us. We appreciate all the insight that y'all give us. We appreciate y'all sharing this with your uh, close family, your friends, anybody who y'all feel like needs to hear this. So I just want to say thank y'all for constantly keeping us on the up and up. And I just want to give a quick shout out to a couple of the people that gave us reviews on the last couple of podcasts, man. Thank you, Leek Yk. Thank you, Sir Charles III. Both of those people gave us some real good reviews and stuff on the podcast, and we really appreciate it and everything, bro. Sir Charles III said we pushing the culture forward, man, and we really appreciate it. So thank y'all. Y'all keep reviewing and everything. It helps us grow. It helps us get out to more people. Hey, appreciate it. Appreciate you, Sir Charles and Leek Yk. And with that said, this is Black Wolf Renaissance signing out. Peace. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is run money marathon. When it comes to clothes, it's great to have options. But having pieces that you can wear anywhere is a must for everybody. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life seamlessly, with quality you have to feel to believe. And with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. So whether you're on the hunt for the perfect t-shirt, a solid pair of jeans, or super soft sweatshirts, American Giant has what you're looking for. Each American Giant piece is designed to last and created with commitment to doing things better. And all their products are made right here in America. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop Wear Anywhere Closet Staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com, promo code WA23. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. 
Pam offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.